This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Authorities have confirmed that the man who shot six police officers was 29-year-old Gavin Eugene Long, originally from Kansas City. At this point, his motivation is unknown. We don't know what brought him to Baton Rouge, but here is what we do know. Witnesses say around 8.20 this morning, they saw Long dressed in all black, carrying a rifle. A short time later, shots were fired in the exchange. Three officers were killed, two Baton Rouge City officers and one deputy with the Sheriff's Department. All were in their 30s in their 40s, all were married with families. Three other officers were injured. One is still fighting for his life. Take a listen to the Baton Rouge Police Chief and the East Baton Rouge Sheriff, both of whom lost men today. We'll get through this as a family. We'll get through this as a community. But I want all of the BRPD officers to know that I support you. Every single one of them, I stand with you. I stand beside you. And we are going to get through this, and we're going to get through this together. This is not going to this is not going to tarnish this city or this department. To me, this is not so much about gun control as it is about what's in men's hearts. And until we come together as a nation, as a people to heal as a people, if we don't do that and this madness continues, we will surely perish as a people. That was Sheriff Sid Gotro. Before that, the voice of Police Chief Carl Dabity. And that audio package is courtesy of Fox News. This one is... It's tough. You know, the last couple of weeks, sat in this chair trying to lend perspective to what's been going on here by letting you hear from people on both sides. And on social media, I haven't said a whole lot because there isn't a whole lot to say except asking people to stay calm and be peaceful. For those who want to protest... It is your constitutional right to do so. I just said, be peaceful. There are people coming in from the outside, and we talked about that. We talked about it with Ted James. We talked about it with Lamont Cole. I talked about it with Scott McKay, and people who are hell-bent on trouble generally accomplish their mission. I don't understand how we got to this place. The shooting of Alton Sterling was really tragic for Baton Rouge. It was my hope that people would let the process play itself out. Regardless of which side of this you fell on, it was my hope that people would just let the process play itself out. I sat in a meeting last week with law enforcement 
and with members of the community. And I can tell you, having been there and, and seen it myself, the two sides, some members of the two sides could not be further apart. And it isn't because of hate. It isn't because of, you know, I don't know what the hell it is. The rhetoric, the lumping all of police officers into one category has been destructive. On the other side, people who are pro-police, who sometimes generalize people in inner city communities, that's not helpful either. But you know, law enforcement as a whole, the leadership They generally keep quiet in times like this because they have a job to do. These three men just went to work yesterday as I sit and record this. And it doesn't really matter what you say, you're going to piss somebody off, and that's a shame, but I really don't care. As it relates to the Alton Sterling shooting, I just want to see this process play itself out because we are still at the beginning of that process. And that's all I'm going to say about that. But what I can't say with without any hesitation is that what happened yesterday was wrong. It was cowardly. It was evil because there is no motivation for that. Now, I've got friends around here who are interested in running for office, council, mayor. And I think anybody who's running to represent this city in any capacity should think before they speak. Do I hold anyone else responsible for the actions of this guy yesterday? No, I hold him responsible because at the end of the day, He chose to do this. Do I blame the rhetoric of the elected officials? Do I blame the rhetoric of people who are in the protest? Do I blame? No. This guy deserves responsibility for what he did yesterday. However, I do think we can facilitate environments where things like this could be said and go on and possibly even go unnoticed. We don't fully know this guy's motivation as of yet. Outside of the fact that he wanted to kill cops. We got to come together, y'all. There is a multi-layered reality about what's going on in this city, in this state, and in this country. And we'll never get to the bottom of it if we don't talk to one another. I got a call about the shooting yesterday within minutes of it happening on my way to meet Pat Inglade to address a congregation after church services. And we were going there to talk about unity and how people need to come together, law enforcement and community people, white, black, that we need, to, we need to come together to at least have a dialogue. And then I get this call, 
and you you know you just my emotion was was sadness because because I'm thinking how did we get here and Sheriff Gotro is is right this is about what's in the hearts of people when you don't give a crap about the loss of life you're the problem and I do mean that on both sides but those officers in my opinion I don't believe went to that store to shoot and kill Alton Sterling And I think people of reasonable mind can agree with that. What happened in the beginning of it that led to the end of it is yet to be determined. But the majority of people, I think, agree with me in rationally understanding they didn't go there to shoot and kill that man. This guy came to Baton Rouge to to kill police officers. We've got to come together. It is incumbent upon those of us, average American citizens, to fix this. Because the confidence that I might have had at one time about the ability of elected officials to fix this is almost non-existent. You know, I used to say, we're better than this. Are we? Are we? Regardless of where you are, regardless of what you think about this thing with police officers and communities, violence is not the answer. Here's Governor John Bell Edwards and Colonel Mike Edmondson of the Louisiana State Police talking about rooting out violence. Today at approximately 8.40 a.m., several Louisiana law enforcement officers were shot near Airline Highway and Old Hammond Highway. A call came into Central Dispatch of the Baton Rouge City Police Department saying that there was a guy carrying a weapon, carrying a rifle, walking in that particular area at Airline and Goodwood. That was the information that came into us. Multiple, multiple officers were transported to local hospitals for treatment. I will tell you that three officers have died from injuries, two from the Baton Rouge Police Department and one from the East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office. One East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's deputy is in critical condition, just got out of uh, surgery a short time ago. The sheriff and the chief are going to speak on those. Two additional officers suffered non-life-threatening Uh, wounds. They are in stable condition at the hospital now. At approximately 8.40 a.m., Baton Rouge PD officers at the convenience store observed the individual. He was wearing all black, standing behind a beauty supply store, holding a rifle. At approximately 8.42 a.m., reports received of shots fired. At approximately 8.44 a.m., reports received of officers down on the scene. At 8.45, reports received of more shots being fired. At 8.46 a.m., reports were received of the suspect, again, that was wearing all black, standing near a car wash located right next to the convenience store. 
At 8.48, our emergency uh, EMS uh, unit started arriving at the scene. They were staging so they could start uh, approaching and getting the bodies that were at the scene to render first aid. Officers engaged the subject at that particular time, and he ultimately died at the scene. That was officers that were responding to the scene itself. Louisiana State Police Superintendent Colonel Michael Edmondson and Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards go on the record from Baton Rouge. And good evening, gentlemen. And, um, you know, I, as I've said to every single guest tonight, as I've said when I cover Dallas and every other instance, it really is hard to know what to say to you. And, and let me go to you first, Superintendent. What do you say to your, uh, what do you say to the people who work for you? Well, I, I tell them all the time. I mean, remember your training and be safe. But I think what happened this morning is unfathomable. I mean, it's, uh, I was in the hospital uh, with the governor, with our police chief, with our sheriff. Just the raw emotions from the family that were there were just, were just unbelievable. To, to tell a family uh, identifying their, their loved one as one of the ones that were killed and, and just listen to that individual that I saw just a few days ago. To watch, watch the emotions from the sheriff and the, from the police chief. It's just it's very, very difficult. I've been doing this a long time, 36 years, Greta. But it's difficult every single time to see that. Governor, um, what do you tell the people of Louisiana? I mean, obviously, this is, you know, you've got the situation where there was a shooting last week um, in, in Louisiana, and now you've got this. I mean, what are you telling the citizens to sort of try to put the lid on, you know, the great, the great dissension here and now great yeah. violence, great heartache, and even murder? Well, th this is not who we are. Uh, this is not uh, what we are best at, obviously. We, we need to do better. Uh, and, and quite frankly, uh, Greta, until today, I was very proud of the folks here in Louisiana and Baton Rouge in particular uh, because we've had many, many demonstrations and protests and marches, all of which have been very peaceful. Uh, today was the first act of violence related to the shooting since the shooting, and obviously it was horrendous. Uh, this is a very tough day. You mentioned that it's hard for you to get the words to ask questions about these incidents. Uh, as I was at the hospital earlier today with Colonel Edmondson and others, uh, the words failed me in trying to, uh, to have a co good conversation with the family members of the deceased officers. Uh, this, is, this violence, this hatred, it just has to stop. Uh, there is nothing about this act today that is going to further anything of value here in Louisiana or elsewhere in the country. And the governor's right about that. I will disagree with him to this degree that there were people in those protests who clearly wanted trouble. And I think that many of them probably feel like that this was a natural progression, and that's a shame. I do think the overwhelming majority of the people who went out there to protest were not looking for any violence or any trouble. Hell, I told y'all I saw on the Advocate feed week before last people out there at the end of one of those protests picking up trash out in front of the police department and by that Circle K there on the airline highway. ABC News put together a package about the gunman, the coward who came to Baton Rouge to perpetrate these atrocities on these officers and all of their families, including the law enforcement community and our city as a whole. We're going to get more on the gunman now. A military veteran who posted threatening videos may have had ties to militant groups. ABC's chief investigative correspondent Brian Ross has the latest. Convos with Cosmo. That, that's me. 
Using the pseudonym Cosmo, the shooter, Gavin Eugene Long, posted this video online the day after the five police officers in Dallas were shot and killed. It's a time for peace, but it's a time for war. And most of the times when you want peace, you got to go to war. Overnight, police and the FBI were at the home of Long in Kansas City, Missouri, where neighbors described him as a quiet man, divorced with children. Government documents showed Long was a military veteran who served five years in the Marines, including tours in Japan and Iraq. And police say the Sunday morning ambush showed signs of being well-planned. We had a mask on. One subject, all black, carrying AR. Federal authorities tell ABC News the FBI is now looking into whether Long had ties to a group called the Morris Science Temple of America, which believes black Americans are not U.S. citizens and owe the government no loyalty. In the wake of the attacks on police in Dallas, law enforcement in Baton Rouge had been put on alert by the FBI, warning in this bulletin that multiple groups are calling for or planning riots and or violence against law enforcement in Baton Rouge and Shreveport, Louisiana. These threats are very viable and they're very real. A senior U.S. official told ABC News the FBI has now been closely watching a group called the New Black Panther Party. A small group of the New Black Panther Party showed up in Baton Rouge last week, some carrying weapons, but insisting they did not intend to carry out violence. The people wanted us here. We want to be here. And that's why we're here. Some people wanted them here. I think we're going to learn a whole lot more about the guy behind these shootings. I will tell anyone listening in any other part of the country, and I have heard from friends of mine in Texas and Florida and Tennessee, New York, I will say, California, I'll say the same thing that I have been saying. This is not who we are. And the worst of what we have seen in this town has been perpetrated by people who are not from here and that to me is the main point that i want everyone who is watching this and listening to what's happening here to remember it's not who we are and if you don't get it here is just audio of the police officers over the radio talking about what happened yesterday this whole thing is not anything to trivialize it's a real deal. People have to come together and talk about what's broken and what divides us. And people have to realize law enforcement officials, by and large, go to work every day like the rest of us to provide for their families. But in their cases, it is in service to their communities, to their states, to their country. And I don't think any of us should ever forget that. Here are the chilling sounds of this event playing out in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It is pretty chilling. Order, shot fired, officer down, shot fired, officer down. Got a city officer down, shot fired. Shot fired on the airline. Please pray for our city, for law enforcement, and it is my hope that this will be the end of the violence here, and 
our town, at least at least as we've known it over the last couple of weeks. We will have uh, conversations with other officials here in Baton Rouge as the week goes on. Obviously, we had some shows scheduled to run this week in the aftermath of the BRPD Alton Sterling incident, but the context of all of those conversations have now changed because of what has happened in our city. So I ask again, please offer your prayers and thoughts for the families of these officers who have lost their lives. Please offer your thoughts and prayers for uh, law enforcement officers who continue on a daily basis to serve their cities, their states, and this country. We do appreciate you. And we hope that sooner rather than, than later, this madness can come to an end. I'm Clay Young. Thank you for listening to The Clay Young Show here on iTunes, the Talk 107.3 mobile app, and at podcast225.com. You can contact me on social media at ClayYoungBR on Twitter and Facebook backslash ClayYoung. Talk with you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.